Some people call themselves globalists because they believe in trading freely with other countries and having world-level companies and organizations managing products and services. And some people call themselves isolationists because they prefer to deal only with those within their borders and to stay out of other people's troubles. But throughout history, for better or for worse, people have been influenced by those who are outside their borders, whether they like it or not. And now in the 21st century, if you're an entrepreneur, the influence is more often than not a key factor in running your business. Whether you're a Fortune 500 CEO or a sole proprietor who put up your website yesterday, the entire world is your market. And if you call yourself an entrepreneur, you need to know how to look at everyone as an entrepreneur. Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast if you're feeling that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. This is episode 55, Looking at the World as an Entrepreneur. Your community, your audience, your customers, your client base is the whole world. This is a 21st century reality you cannot ignore. Well, let me qualify. You could be an entrepreneur who only deals within your community with something very, very specific. But even then, if you put up a website, somebody on the opposite side of the world can find out about you and reach out to you and see if you could deliver your product or service to them. So to navigate effectively, you need to know how to look at your community, meaning the whole world. And how do you recognize your place among everyone as you offer your product or service to the global marketplace? What should you do? The key idea is the entire world is your market. And this has happened because technology makes it possible to connect with people across great distances for nominal costs. People now search for universal concepts and ideas. And if you are the one offering what they are looking for, then you win the business. That means you can look at the world as your neighborhood. So as you reach out to your customers, it's as if they're next door. And this is not meant to sound really kumbaya. The idea is simply to operate with a world view. And this is also not meant to sound like totally politically correct. You don't have to, you know, genericize your product or your service idea or try to be all things to all people. You don't want to do that at all. You just have to recognize that you may have a customer base in places you did not originally expect to have them, but you keep to your authentic, true brand because that's what's going to make you stand out with customers anywhere. So be aware, but not stifled by this opportunity to be global. It's not a conflict. Your value to the market lies in your uniqueness, in your voice, in your original presentation of your product or your service, in the way that you have adapted it. So your ability to deliver to the market is in your capabilities and in your effort. You keep your product unique while you still make it global. Many people face the same challenges and are searching for solutions wherever they can find them in the world. So if your business operates in a universal industry like technology or food or fashion or so many more, you'll be able to reach people who understand the underlying concept because that underlying concept is the same in different places. 
And then the next thing people will decide, once they get that you're delivering within the realm that they understand, then they will decide whether they like how you deliver it. So take, for example, you know, there are thousands of personal development approaches to life, right? And there's the world famous self-help gurus and a lot of lesser known ones. And they all are just takes on the same idea about how you make yourself a better person. And individuals, all the consumers decide which one of all these choices that they actually like. So for some people, it might be Tony Robbins, you know, rah, rah, in your face approach. And for other people, it might be Eckhart Tolle, and he's very zen and very um, precise. So you have to decide which approach is the one that suits you, even though the overall industry idea is the same. And you make a decision maybe based on your personality and your experiences and your ideas, but not on a particular location where you live. Now, of course, sometimes you can associate particular cultures with specific approaches to how things are done. But this may also depend on the product or service you're offering. You know, a particular culture might be open to one type of product and closed to another, but you're not going to know until you reach out with yours and find out you know, whether or not that it's acceptable to that particular market. So as an entrepreneur, you look at the world as your marketplace where you can deliver your product or service. You respect the consumers in every market, but you're really only looking for the ones who are aligned with you. So don't be afraid to say no to those customers who are critical or want to do things differently. There's different types of criticism, of course. There's constructive, and then there's just maybe an approach around wanting something different. And you don't want to be delivering something different to that's outside of your style. And you have to think about the nuances of, is it different as in better, or is it different as in trying to get you to do something you don't want to do? The people who are trying to change everything are not your community. That's not what you're looking for. You want people within your general concept who are then offering their constructive advice. So the ones who don't like what you're doing can go elsewhere, right? You know, they can find someone else's version of that particular product or service that's being offered differently or using a different approach. You also don't have to be overly aware of, you know, say holidays and time zones and standard work weeks and things like this, because we live in this time shifting, always on world. So whenever you decide to present your product or service, you know, of course, depending on where you are, depending on what, you know, what market you're trying to hit, you, if you're just going for everybody, someone is awake somewhere in the world. Um, and those who miss it the first time can catch a replay, right? Or they could catch up later. So you have to think about the actual exact time if you're aimed at a particular market and you know you want to um, actually promote to a hordes a holiday or something like that. You could do that, but you don't have to get all caught up in it. If you just think that you're operating in the entire world, there's always somebody around, there's always somebody awake, and you can get your product out there when you've got it done. Done is better than perfect. That's one of the you know the popular lines I, I, I like to repeat. You want to keep your stuff going. So you don't want to sit and wait and think, well, wait for another holiday or something like that. Just think of yourself in a global environment, in a global world where everything's open all the time. That's the benefit of operating in this high-tech global economy. There's plenty of scope for you to work when you want to work and still reach those who are looking for you. So you look at the world as your neighborhood. 
and you think of it as always on and it's an always open space. There's an analogy I like to use when I'm explaining the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing. And I think the idea also suits this topic. So just bear with me as a second as as we walk through this. Okay, imagine a walled city like the ones you see in the movies and on TV, cities that have gates and specific entryways, you know, like Winterfell. Just imagine that for a second. Now, in the center is the public square, the public market. And there, there are plenty of entrepreneurs, just hundreds or thousands, depending on how big your city is. And they're there and they're all selling their products and services. And the public market is bustling all the time. And the buyers come there for anything that they are looking for, everything that they are looking for. They come to the public market and everybody's moving around. Just So just imagine what it's like. If you're a buyer, you're looking at everything. You're looking at the shelves. You're looking at the performers. You're looking at the, you know, looking at the food. You're trying to find what you want. And if you're a seller, if you're the entrepreneur, you're trying to get that buyer's attention and get them to look at you. So in in the analogy that I use for for publishing, the idea with traditional publishing is that if you're an author and you're doing traditional publishing, you're standing outside the walls of the city and you're trying to convince a sentry to escort you in. And what that, if a sentry actually agrees, you know, you probably have to ask a few hundred of them, but if one of them actually agrees, then when you walk in with a sentry, and by that I mean like a guard, you know, just think of dressed in full armor with a spear or something like that, or a sword. Um, so if that person agrees to walk into the town square with you, people will notice you because you've got that sentry. The sentry is there standing next to you. Now, the trick is you still have to deliver a product to people who are interested in what you've got to, to present. So just imagine you're standing there, the sentry's beside you, people are looking at you, and you don't do anything. You're not going to have any success. You still have to do something that would be as worthy of the attention that you have been given. You still have to provide value and you still have to deliver it in a way that people are interested. Just think of that bustling marketplace around you. If you don't present in a way that interests people, you've lost them. With self-publishing, you enter from the other side of the city where the door is wide open. The gates are open all the time. There are no guards. And you enter with everyone at the same time. And you walk right into the midst of the marketplace where everyone is trying to get everyone else's attention. And you still have to get people interested in you. You have to perform. You have to figure out a way to grab their attention. You know, you are in right from day one, but you are on your own. So, okay, you're like, wait, what are we talking about again? What we're talking about is how to look at the world as an entrepreneur, okay? So we're talking about an analogy for what the world market looks like. And the world market is this busy, bustling place, like in a walled city in medieval times, where everyone, all the buyers and sellers are together. And the only way you're going to get the attention of the people who are looking for what you're delivering is if you do something to get out their attention. And it might be you give away something for free. It might be you put on a show. It might be that you have the most colorful display. Something will get their attention. And that's what's happening today as you operate in the global marketplace through the internet where you are able to walk into the market through the wide open door that everybody's entering through at the same time. And you are there and you're in the midst of it, but you still have to figure out a way to get people to look at you. 
I personally prefer to operate from inside the walls, not from outside. So you imagine your place in the global marketplace this way. You are in once you create your product or service and it's available for sale to the global marketplace. You're in from day one and you stay in as long as you can continue to draw attention to your business. And if you don't, if you're not drawing attention, you keep thinking of different ways to do it. But you have that market there available for you from the moment you decide you want to do it. If people like what they see, if you deliver the value that they seek, if you solve their problem, if you have a solution for them, they will notice you and they will come over and they will interact with you. They'll purchase your product. They'll want to be part of your community. That's what you want to be doing when you're looking at the world as an entrepreneur. You want to be participating. You want to be in the market square and you want to make sure that you maintain your uniqueness and your authenticity so that people see you for what you are and you attract to you the people who are interested in the product or service that you're delivering. Remember, the number one decision to make if you're still a entrepreneur is just to get started. So in this podcast episode, we talked about how to look at the world as an entrepreneur, how to understand you operate within the global marketplace, you're in on day one. The next step is to bring those people to you who are interested in the product or service that you're delivering and want your particular approach to solving their problems. When you see the entire world as your neighborhood, as your community, that's where you're getting your audience. That's where you're getting your customers and your clients. And that's the market that you have to operate in. So no more excuses. Be efficient, be consistent, be persistent, and start your business today. Okay, that's it for episode 55 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, looking at the world as an entrepreneur. You approach the global marketplace as your neighborhood where you deliver value through your product or service. If you want to learn more, keep up with the Ready Entrepreneur world, read blogs for rising entrepreneurs, download helpful PDFs, and sign up for the mailing list so I can keep you up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, giveaways, and other cool stuff, visit readyentrepreneur.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment or review on the podcast page and let me know what you think. Send me your questions, email contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.